Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Mac Weldon, baby. Yeah. Talking about Mac Weldon. My, I'm wearing Mac Weldon socks. I'm wearing Mac Weldon underwear. And no, creeps, I'm not going to DM you any pictures of it. That's right. Get out of my DMs asking for shots of my feet. Don't nobody want to see my feet carrying around over 300 pounds all day long. But you know what? My feet aren't that gross because I'm wearing Mack Weldon socks. They make my feet sweat way less. I mean, I of course, my feet sweat. I'm a fat fucking monster. But uh, with Mack Weldon, my feet sweat way less. My I got swamp asses like completely fucking lowered. Why am I cursing so much? That's okay. I'm allowed to curse in these ads. In some of them. Um, the underwear is comfortable. They have a bunch of different styles. The silver is like pr- probably my favorite. I wish the silver came in more crazy patterns. You hear me, Mac Weldon? And it's all antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. They're comfortable. The waistbands work. They come in size double XL and they fit my weird body where I have a big gut, a little dick, and no ass. Do yourself a favor. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code MIGHTY. MacWeldon.com, get 20% off using promo code MIGHTY. Guys, you can wear these. Mac Weldon's to work, to work out, to work in, to work it all out, to twerk if you have to. Promo code MIGHTY for 20% off. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. Johnny G, joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, hit him with it. Perfect. And also joining me, first time guest. Guys, put your hands together. Clap wherever you are on the 405 for Chase Mitchell. Chase, thanks for coming on. Bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. You can talk as close to that as you want. The better, uh, the closer the better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was uh, truly... <laughs> Truly something to see that in person. At, at this point, I mostly just do it to hear the guest go, wow, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> like, I'm so... Yeah, I wondered how many fuckboys I was going to get for my episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, a, a true honor to uh, hear Arthur's silence in person. He really, and he insists, I think because the microphone must smell like my breath at this point, because whenever I put it to Arthur, he always goes... 
and then turns back to whatever bone he's destroying or uh, guest's leg he's licking. Um, Chase, thanks for coming to the High and Mighty Studios, man. Absolutely. I, I think it should be said... Uh, for the listeners, I don't always get stoned on this podcast, but I often do. <laughs> Chase, under the auspices that he thought we were going to maybe have to smoke weed, did bring two tall boys of Miller Lite taped together. <laughs> and we are recording at 11.45 a.m. Okay, on the know, Monday yeah. after Thanksgiving. <laughs> we don't need to tell, you know, keep some of the mystery alive. <laughs> oh, uh, you listen to this podcast. There's no mystery. I have like eight thoughts and they all have been recorded. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I There's a a, like a liquor store right across my house and I went over there uh, I was like oh, I'll get a beer and I didn't realize that this was a method uh, under which they sell beer like two tall boys duct taped together it's it's and I, I bet you it's illegal because that means they're opening six packs of tall boys oh, and taping two together so that uh, <laughs> this, is like all, this is all an elaborate sting operation I'm trying to get that place <laughs> shut down <laughs> That'd be awesome if, like, guys fa- <laughs> fast-roped into the studio and started, like, <laughs> we got him, boys! And zip-tie our hands behind our backs. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I love Two Tall Boys. Two Tall Boys is a paradigm shift. Like, yeah. two beers is, like, that you can have that with dinner, and you can have that and drive. <laughs> two yeah. Tall Boys is, like, a... To, Honestly, it's like the day laborers like lunch. You know I, what I mean? It is. It's like, <laughs> I think that's why they I think that's why they're duct taping together. They're taped together for like construction workers for blue collar dudes who just pop uh, and women who pop and yeah. women. They're women work blue collar. Pop in are like two tall boys, please. Yeah, I love a I love a beer that's so tall that it slowly gets warm as you drink it. <laughs> it's really my favorite quality. You know, yeah, when you get to the last uh quarter and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like holding it in your hand the whole time. Yeah, tall boys are not for like sipping you gotta just fucking put them yeah. down hey get to work <laughs> i haven't had breakfast yet and you're drinking a miller light tall boy in front of me um so as always guys we're gonna read some negative reviews in my podcast listeners shitheads uh if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments you can hear your itunes handle read out loud so this is from shinny shinny um makes me angry five stars shut up your guests are funny and interesting. Please let them finish their sentences. The worst part is how you contradict yourself and backtrack on your opinions to be in agreement with your guests. <laughs> so you can yell over and one-up them. Love the podcast. Five stars. <laughs> I will say I agree. I do not let people talk, but that's my lifelong story. But I don't know if I contradict and backtrack. I don't care about agreeing with my guests. I don't know that I've heard that either. <laughs> I will. I will often be like, uh, defer to someone who might know a little bit more and then latch on. And my, my go-to interview technique is like, oh, cool. So is that like this? And then have my guests go, no. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's what I did. Uh, I knew that. <laughs> and then we move on. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Shinny Shinny. Now, my guests are funny and interesting. Oh, I wonder if this is a new style of roast where they just talk about how good my guests are. That would be good. Here we go. From Morrissey's Conscience. (laughs) All right. Jim Gorbutz does it again. Human stubbed toe and chronic binge eater Jam Gungus laugh wheezes through several several time dilating episodes where he subjects us and his guests to all the reasons he's entirely unfamous. If you are ever feeling like an absolute failure in your life, remember this used loofah exists, and I guarantee you a serene sense of superiority will overtake you. 
five stars. Wow, that's strong. That I like this two, one. Two incorrect names in one review. Yeah, that's, that's a strong move. Yeah, yeah. That's commitment. And I like the, the further you get away from my name, <laughs> and it's still like Jam Gungus. <laughs> my name, John Gabris, almost sounds like a, a tertiary Star Wars character. Jam Gungus is a full-blown like droid salesman. <laughs> yeah, that would be you. That's your story. <laughs> Jam Gungus. <laughs> uh, all right, last one, then we'll get into it. Um, Moist and Raspy is the title of this <laughs> review by Zen Munkin. Jim Gibbis is an amazing podcast host. If you want someone who is both salivating like a St. Bernard and desperately trying to catch his breath like a beached whale. The only thing better than him interrupting his guests is when he interrupts them by laughing at his own jokes. My girlfriend listened to the Fat Guys episode, and now she blames me for her hip pain. Keep up the good work, <laughs> you goddamn animal. <laughs> That's really funny. Like, if you're going to listen... Anytime someone's like, yeah, I tried to get my girlfriend to listen to an episode of your podcast. I'm like, guys, please. <laughs> Why? Under, I have female un- listeners, but they have to come on their own. Yeah. You cannot be Under like- what circumstances <laughs> would you think that that was a good idea? I wouldn't even want to play. Anytime I put on a comedy podcast that I've gotten into, like for my wife, I'm always like humiliated. Yeah. I'm always like, even like people we're friends with who host podcasts, I'm like, oh, babe, you should listen to an episode of Hollywood Handbook. And we like yeah. throw it on. She'll be like. What is Sean talking about? And I'm like, all right, yeah. It's so hard to get someone yeah. in on it. They have to like. I feel like I have to like pause it after five seconds. Right, okay, so if, uh, all right, I need to start at the beginning and explain. <laughs> so it's these two guys. They really like eating fast food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I was like, uh, babe, you know Mitch, and she's like, yeah. What is the show again? I'm like, well, eat fish. She's like, that sounds gross. I'm like, no, it's really funny. No, you know, it's, sometimes it's they chew food really close minutes. to the microphone. <laughs> and I'm like. If someone was trying to sell me on a podcast, I wouldn't listen. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, no, they don't sound good on paper often. <laughs> like, two or women discuss murder. You're like, oh, okay, that I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> two guys eat Taco Bell and have heart attacks. You're like, eh, I'm less thrilled. Less thrilled. Um, well, we were going to talk today. We we were throwing around some topics. Um, I like someone who has listened to the podcast before that and we met at a party and we, we follow each other on twitter and you're fucking hysterical we met at a party and you were like hey man i'm so in, i'm i'm Ch- i'm at chase mitt hey i'm yeah, at john gabriel yeah oh, no shit. we did not do that <laughs> <laughs> we had like a fucking uh black mirror type party like, <laughs> you're just like over your head it's like you know ninety five thousand twitter followers like hmm let's network oh yeah but i did say yeah i did say that i was a big fan of high and mighty and then i think we like DM'd like a couple days later or something like that, and you were like, "Hey man, that was cool. I don't I don't think a lot of people would have done that." Which sounded <laughs> sounded like a co- it was supposed to be a compliment, but really just <laughs> I well I because I'm with you on that. If when I meet someone that I've listened to or like watch and stuff, like yeah. I'm like, well, I want you to know that I was a fan of this thing you did in yeah. this movie or whatever. Or if if it's a friend, but I like. I'm not like texting Sheer and Manzukis weekly going like the league was great again. <laughs> but like oh. if I happen to catch one that's like really funny or I'm like I should let them know I've been listening to every single episode of how did this game uh, yeah. how did this game made. So you tell so when you did that to me I was like that's very nice cuz there's this element of social media where you meet people and like you're like we follow each other on Twitter and are we going to mention that? 
Because we've definitely, you know what I mean? Like when I met Jonah, uh, Jonah Ryan, when I met Tim Simons, we were working mm. on a movie together. He's like, do we know each other outside of Twitter? And I was like, no, we don't. And he's like, oh, okay, well, nice to meet you. And it was like, that's like a reasonable human interaction. So for yeah, you to yeah. say like, hey, I'm this guy we follow. Because first of all, looking at your little circle photo, you can like, oh, yeah, you're not going to yeah. be able to recognize that person. No, of course and, not. Yeah. Al- although if I ran into Krang T. Nelson. <laughs> So when you yeah, introduce yourself, there's... I was like, this is so great. <laughs> this is like name to the face. You should come on the podcast. I think you're funny. You listen to my podcast. So th- I love having a guest like that because then they're like, here are 10 things I like that I assume I can get you to talk about as yeah. well. And it's like, this is the dream. I do like, and it's, and it, uh, you know, this is one thing that we can talk about is I I just rip through podcasts all the time now because I have, uh, I got a dog when I moved out here and, uh, you know, since I had this uh, gap uh, in employment, uh, oh, which I'm here to talk about today, yes. uh, I, I, I walk in like three times a day. And so when I'm on these walks, I just and I know that I should be listening to like I have this American Life and, and Radio Lab and like More Perfect, which is about like the Supreme Court and stuff like that. And like, I know that I should be listening to those, but I just end up listening to podcasts of like my friends and peers. So I'm yeah. just listening to two people I know have a conversation that I can't be involved in. Yeah, I'm just yeah. eavesdropping on two friends, basically. Oh, it's and the so, hardest. I'm like texting Mitch and Nick every week. <laughs> I, do, like- I have a text thread with Weiger that's like, it is 90% just me commenting on an episode that I just heard. I know. And there's, there's no way that Weiger doesn't think that I'm like the biggest loser because <laughs> why, why am I like, hey, really love that Paul F. Tompkins episode. Like, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah but i think that's like a completely reasonable thing because if you're walking your dog while you're doing it you're like we don't need to multitask to like you know life improving things like yeah, you're out there yeah. walking you're taking care of the dog I like because i listen to podcasts when i have to do bullshit around the house mm. which i often have to do because i'm a married man and my wife expects a certain level of maintenance around the house yeah. turns out She's right. Like, it's way better to live like this. I know. So I'll be like, I got to do the dishes or I got to walk the dog or I got to move it and I'll just put on a podcast. And then I find myself being like, well, if I got a long drive, I'll throw on a podcast. And next thing I know, I'm listening to like 12 hours a week of podcasts. Yeah. I I got to stop at some point. <laughs> no, I, I, the other day I was like, got in my car and I was like, put on Hip Hop Nation on Sirius and I was listening to it. I was like... Oh, music. <laughs> like, 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 oh, right. I forgot about music. I only listen to music when I'm like writing or reading because I yeah. can't listen to podcasts at that time. A friend of mine listens to podcasts while he plays video games. That, I don't think that I could do that. No, it's too much because I can't like... I would I would definitely be bad at one of them if I... Like, I either would not be listening at all to what was happening, which I guess, you know... Maybe it doesn't matter, but I would. That's what's fun or, about these podcasts that aren't like uh, Radio Lab or More yeah, Perfect yeah. is like if you tune out, like, uh, how did this get made for eight minutes? Yeah. Because you're like distracted by something, you can slide back in and be like, I don't, I'm not positive I missed yeah. much about Mila Jovanovich's <laughs> outfit or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. I just listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should, I should probably do it at some point down the line. I should do it episode of high and mighty about other podcasts yeah and <laughs> we like just roast peers <laughs> um i'm like i don't listen to that bullshit it's like friends who uh <laughs> yeah and about those fucks at baby geniuses <laughs> so uh you're recently unemployed uh yeah recent as, uh, recently is is generous i uh so i i left uh the tonight show uh with jimmy fallon in february and um 
I, uh, there were like a several reasons behind it. Um, one was that like, honestly, after, after Trump won, I just had a feeling of like, I can't, I, I came to work the next day, uh, off like two hours of sleep and I was still, still drunk from the night before. I mean, I think like, and I would feel bad about that, but I think that like all of us were, cause like I stayed, <laughs> I stayed at the bar, uh, uh, till like the bitter end and, uh, watch like all the returns come in and everything and then watch them, watch the uh, people talk about how depressed they were. And, uh, and, Oof, and uh, yeah. it came, came to work the next day. I literally pitched a bit the next day called what the hell, which was, we just sent a, another writer down on the street, like a man on the street bit to just ask people like, what, what the hell? <laughs> and it actually turned out really funny, but, uh, but like I just I thought like I can't spend I can't spend the next four years uh, just only talking about this guy like right. I, I just can't I can't do it and because like uh, with with a with a nightly show with a, yeah. with a late night show you're like mining the headlines every day for monologue jokes or bits or whatever yeah. and it's like surrounding yourself like. On a smaller scale, like I, this is another classic interview technique. Someone tells me something cool and important, and I relate back as as well as I can. <laughs> and it's always way lower stakes, but I believe it to be equal. Like I like when I left Best Week Ever as uh-huh. a PA way back in the day, it was because like I couldn't watch any more bad TV. Like just having to be kept yeah. up on Real Housewives was like destroying me. Oh, I think by the so way, I think like you know a fascist monster taking yeah, over. yeah, it's like even uh, obviously way worse. But. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and so I, and, and since then, I mean, it's been, you know, like eight, nine months on since then. And I think that what I really needed was like a good long, like vacation. But, right. uh, at the time I was like, I just can't, I just can't do bit, it. Right. I, I was there for about three and a half years. I started at the very end of late night with Jimmy Fallon. Oh. Uh, so I was there for like the last four or five months of that. And, and then, then when he got the tonight show, you yeah. just went with him. And then, uh, moved up to the tonight show and uh, moved up. We stayed in the exact same offices. Nothing changed. <laughs> moved up one hour. It didn't yeah. affect my life. You yeah. have to wake up an hour earlier. <laughs> Uh, so there was that. And then I also around the same time, uh, in like mid January, uh, went through a breakup that was extremely tough of a relationship that actually also had lasted almost the exact same amount of time that I'd been at Fallon. So it was like, it was really like closing a chapter on my life, like completely. Um, and then moved to California too. Yeah. Well, uh, not immediately. I, 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 so basically I, I had been waiting around for a job to come along to leave Fallon for, Oh, this is, I should start off. So, okay. Okay. So we're talking about unemployment. If you're in a job right now, uh, you should just keep that job until you die in it. <laughs> there, don't, don't leave a job. Don't do, do what I say. Not what I did. Yeah. Have another one lined up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, cause I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, all I knew was I was going through like a tough, like a rough patch. And I was like coming into this job every day, which like, uh, and, and I, I loved, uh, most of my time at Fallon, but it's, it, it is a, it is a grind. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it's 12 hour days. Uh, we would, I, I would wake up in the morning at like 7am. The first thing that I'm thinking of is what my pitches are going to be for our morning meeting that, that morning. Uh, and then they would keep us, you know, our taping was at 5pm and then we'd stay kind of, uh, like just thinking of preliminary ideas for the next day after that taping, which is done at like six. So we wouldn't leave until, uh, you know, eight, sometimes 9 PM, depending on what we're working on. Yeah. And, uh, so it was just tough. So having that job in the middle of 
feeling incredibly shitty was like it was really tough. That's hard. That that's the thing about uh, any career where it's like freelance, where it's like yeah, y- you don't get days off and you you don't want to leave, but you're like I need some time off. Like I wish I could take this week off, but it's like if I miss out on a payday, I'm fine. Right, and yeah. that's and that and well, the thing about Fallon too is, and really any late night show is your. Uh, you're on that show's schedule. You don't get, to, I can't go to, I mean, they might've softened a, a little bit about this now and, and we'll let people leave for something if, if, uh, if they want to for, for a little while, but yeah, as the show becomes more of a machine and has more staff, right. Members, but for the most part, you're on that show's schedule. So you can only go on vacation on their hiatus, on their you hiatus. Can only sleep which is great, which is hiatus. like, it's a great problem to have. I mean, like, uh, yeah, the a, TV well, schedules are like, we should say umbrella wise, it's, that that's a great it's a job. Fucking, to have. It's yeah. a it's a, a cushy job. I mean, it's it's very it's very tough, but it's also you get these breaks. Basically, it works out probably averages like every eight or nine weeks or something. You get a week off. Yeah, and that's when you know that's when people people will like take big trips and they'll you know go home to see their family or whatever. Because um, you're so busy and but making decent money, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, I have a week free. It's like right. I gotta maximize this week. You don't want to like sleep in in your apartment for like yeah. four of those nights. But we were just coming off of the holiday break, and so I was looking down the barrel of like, uh, you know, another pr- probably I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it would have been another like eight or nine weeks before our next thing. And so I was like, really, f- I, I was coming in, and I, I felt like I I wasn't funny. I felt like I wasn't capable of of coming up with the ideas. That I wasn't getting any sleep. Uh, I have like uh, anxiety issues. I have panic attacks and stuff. So that that th- that was all flaring up like uh, at this at the same time. And so I was. I just I can remember. Only imagine. Sorry to interrupt. I can only imagine like anxiety. Uh, people with anxiety who have a certain belief system is like the environment. Like I didn't think I had anxiety until yeah. like January when I was yeah. like, I was like maybe I have anxiety. Why am I like? generally stressed about the well-being i was never generally stressed about the well-being of america before yeah. my entire life <laughs> and now i'm just like there's just a constant thought in the back of my head like we're gonna be okay right like yeah, well i mean every day is is just a uh, as soon as you wake up is just a torrent of just horrible news <laughs> and the shit like you know we and and in the beginning there was a lot of we were all talking you know this is not normal we can't let this become normal and like honestly like nine months later like i'm still not letting it be normal but i am fucking used to it a little bit like like it it, it is like you can you, flip out all day long about something and yeah then the next day it's just a new i'm thing, exhausted and, and i'm exhausted like- from being outraged all the time um <laughs> and uh so yeah, so I was getting, I was getting progressively worse at my job through like, Jan, uh, you know, through the month of January, I think. And, and, uh, I just remember there was one day where I walked in, there's, everything is very regimented there. Everything is very, uh, very tightly scheduled. Like and, meetings are at this time every day. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like, time. uh, at this time, it's yeah. almost like there's almost like a soup Nazi-ish quality to it. I mean, there's, so there's a creative meeting at, uh, that's typically starts around like 1230 in the afternoon. That's when Jimmy sees, um, that's when he sees basically what we spent all morning working on. Uh, the head writer would approve uh, a number of bits from from different writers. The writers who were who would pitch those bits would work on getting those into shape so that Jimmy could see them at twelve thirty, and then he would choose which of those he'd want to move forward with. Uh, and so, in the creative meeting, that's the the, the kind of soup Nazis part is like you would you would walk in silently, sit down in a seat uh, with like a pad and paper, and and they would. Jimmy would basically read your uh, jokes for whatever bit it was. 
and he would, you know, check off the ones that he wants to do or, you know, decide they didn't want to do it at all. Uh, and so there was one day where I came in for one and I was just in such a fog from like lack of sleep and just general, probably like depression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that like, it, it, it's very much like when you, when you come out, the next writer's waiting and they need to know, uh, when they need to know when it's okay for them to go in next. And so I walked out and I was Wait, in such a one fog. writer at a time, one writer at a time. Yeah. I, I, not just with him. There's like, uh, Jimmy like a, and the producers and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That makes sense. Um, and so I walked out another one of the writers, Albertina, she said, uh, am I supposed to go in? And I honestly had forgotten what just happened like five seconds ago. And I was like, uh, yeah. And she walked in and it turned out she was not supposed to go and it was supposed to be a different writer. And so I accidentally like embarrassed her because I was so off my game and that's when I was like, I need, I need to change. I need, I need to, I need to do something different right now. Like Shit, I can't, I yeah. can't, I can't keep doing this. I, I've just, something is off with me. And so I called my agent and I was like, Hey, I know we've been, you know, uh, waiting on, on, you know, the right thing to come along, but I'm, I'm a little tired of waiting and I'm a little bit like at, at my wits end here. And I think that I should go and work on this pilot idea that I had, um, so what would you think if I just did that without having something lined up? And he was like, I love it. He was yeah. like, he's like, cause it's not his life, you know, he's, right. he's uh, but, but it is, there is an element where he's like, uh, you know, I was steady making 10% a week for the yeah, last two and a yeah. half years, but that's cool that he was, uh, able to go like, yeah, why don't you so, <laughs> stay alive? <laughs> so I, I did. I mean, so I, I, I put in my two weeks, Jimmy was very cool about it. Um, we're, we're on good terms. Um, and, uh, you know, I happened to leave at a time when a couple of other people were leaving. I don't know if that helped or hurt. I mean, right. I, I think that they kind of comes in waves like that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I left. And then those first few weeks of not having to, it was like, you know, when you get out of college and you, and you don't have to worry about homework or studying for a test ever again or something, yeah. it was like, Oh my God, it's such a relief to not have to, like, I can look at the news in the morning and I don't have to do anything with it. Right. Like I don't have to look I don't have to look at, you know, eight headlines about how he's, uh, wants to dismantle healthcare and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, Oh, we're backing out of that global agreement. Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I can just look at it and be like, well, that sucks. I'm, I, and then I don't have to try to make that funny somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was, and so for a couple of weeks, it was a great feeling. And then I, um, then the reverse, that feeling starts to reverse. Oh yeah. And you want to keep that post college analogy. It's like three weeks of living on your mom's couch. You're like, this is pretty sick. I'm kind of don't have money or things to do even. (laughs) Hello, fresh guys. Oof. I've been making some fancy meals this week. It's so convenient, all right? Like, you choose what day you want it to get delivered, because, like, for us, um, you know, we don't want it anywhere near the weekend, because that's when we're going out, or we have, like, more time to, to really dig in on a recipe. We wanted to get there on Sunday night, so Monday and Tuesday, we are ready to go. I got family-sized. Don't tell anyone, because I just wanted to get double the amount of food. So instead of feeding a family of four, I was able to feed me, my wife, the inordinate amount of food I want to eat. And then um, I got like leftovers for lunch the next day. It's like so awesome. And uh, they offer, it's like, you can get all different kinds of recipes. Obviously there's classic. I talked about family. You can get in the classic dude, I got one meat dish, one fish dish. And uh, what was the other? Oh, it was chicken. Oh, it was bomb, dude. 
Um, and the family sized meals take just as long to cook. You know, it's still fast, but you just get more food out of it. All the ingredients come pre-measured. Like, I'm telling you how this works, right? You get it. You uh, uh, you understand how all of this works. You get the ingredients. You make something, and it's so delicious. Uh, like, there's a Hall of Fame customer-voted favorite, the Juicy Lucy Burger. I haven't gotten that recipe yet, but that excites me. I, I don't know if I talked about this one yet, but I made a, like, ground turkey stuffed green pepper. It was super healthy. It was paleo. It was delicious. And my wife only had a couple because she had a like a work thing. I was able to smash down like eight of these things in two days. It was a dream. No carbs. Feeling ripped. Uh, <laughs> and for me, it's just fun to be able to cook because like that's something like that I don't have. Like it requires too many steps and like foresight. Two things I'm not strong at. Like oh, I need to have these ingredients. I need to have the free time with HelloFresh. It just knocks that all out for me, and it's not even that expensive. So. It's great. Do yourself a favor. Um, go to HelloFresh.com for your first thirty for your thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. You go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code Mighty Thirty for thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. I know it's Mighty Thirty. Come on, I knew this. I got in trouble for this previously, guys. HelloFresh.com promo code Mighty Thirty for thirty dollars off your first order. I highly recommend it. All right, guys, it's time to turn on the joy. <laughs> it's easy to listen to Sirius XM wherever you go this holiday season and in 2018. No car required. You can get it on your computer, your phone, whatever, Android, iOS. Uh, you can sc- stream it on a bunch of devices. Right now, my wife is unfortunately blasting Christmas carols from Alexa in the kitchen. So that's why I'm buried in my in the High and Mighty Studios recording these ads for you. You can use Google Home, Sonos, Roku, PlayStation, um, and SiriusXM has great stuff. Uh, you can, commercial free music, exclusive sports, talk, comedy, entertainment programming. I'm listening to, here's my top five if you look at my five across, because my car has like, you're only allowed to, like five on the main page. I got Hip Hop Nation, SiriusXM Fly, First Wave, Backspin, and Sirius XMU. That's right. Your boy's an eclectic hipster. And if you don't have a subscription to stream Sirius XM, we can get you one, bro. Sign up now for six months for $30. That's right. $5 a month. Six months for $30. Check out hundreds of channels uh, synced up to all your devices. Sign up today uh, and see details at SiriusXM.com slash headgum. That's SiriusXM.com slash headgum for $5 a month for six months. Give it a a serious. It's easier than trying to make your own playlists. I had an idea for like a half hour scripted pilot, and the idea was for that to be like a, sa- a writing sample uh, to to try to, to get a new job to get a new job. Yeah. And since most, I would say like ninety percent of scripted shows are out here, uh, I kind of I told my agent like the idea was I will stay in New York. Uh, I'll work a couple months on this this pilot idea, um, and then when it's done, I will uh, I'll move to LA. And, you know, hope, I, I think the idea was that I would do it in time for staffing season and, uh, get on something out here. Right. Away. He, I mean, they made it sound like they're like, you're, you're very hireable. <laughs> like uh, you have this great body of work. they made it sound like I would be offered. They, yeah. They made it sound like I would be offered something when getting off the plane. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I worked on this, uh, uh, on this 
pilot idea developing it and I got them a first draft and and it was fun to work it was fun to work on something that was just me where I wasn't cuz you know everything you do for for a show you're submitting it to someone else and they're yeah. changing it and they're putting And you want to be like but that on. actually is really funny. Yeah, like yeah. please no, I really like that. No that idea emerged from my brain perfectly formed as yeah, it is. Yeah no I really like oh yeah and often notes are great producer producers are great it works out but every once in a while you're like no you don't see why that's funny. Oh right, I'm not the one standing up in front of yeah, uh, America yeah, exactly. to say it. So fine, but if I'm writing my own pilot, this joke, I'm, which I guarantee I, I people will love, I is going to stay in there. Yeah. yeah, and so it was really fun to, and I never, I never written a script that was longer than like six or seven pages before. Right. I was, I was a sketch writer at Fallon, um, and so I'd never done anything that was longer than a sketch. And so to really like to kind of live in a, in scenes and stuff like that and develop them out. And hearing shit about act breaks and yeah, whatnot. oh god, and I had no idea what I was doing, but but you know from from being a fan of TV, Watching I had, I had a general. You yeah. do it does kind of give you like a general idea of where things should. And I, I looked at a few other friends' pilots. I was like, okay, well, it feels like the act one break should come somewhere between like page, yeah. you know, ten and eleven or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, so I wrote that out and and I got out here, and it turned out that I kind of got out here this is, I don't know if this was a miscommunication with my agents or what, but I kind of missed most of staffing season. Like I got, I got out here in April and, and it happens in like February and March. Yeah. I mean, there's and still, like there's still in between shows. pilot season right. and shooting technically, but there's like a weird, yeah. Yeah. But they like, they try to put like a, you know, positive spin on there. Like, Oh, well, you know, we're more excited about cable shows anyway. And, and yeah, so we'll, always cable. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, those will be coming up and there's not really a season for that. It's kind of all year long. And so then, so yeah, I don't know. I, I was out here in the spring and it was like, all right, well, what, what do I do? I have all this time now. What do I, what do I have? fucking do with myself and so i podcasts yeah 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 i've been been on a few of those uh i uh i got a dog um that's a great time suck totally great thing thing to do when you're unemployed adorable little time suck lay the the groundwork of like this is what life is gonna be like and then because you don't want to get a dog when that needs to be walked a puppy that needs to be walked eight times a day when you have a twelve hour yeah day yeah job. oh yeah, man he's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be so jarring for him when I just came off of a thing where I was working uh, for like three weeks on this pilot and he was so I think shocked that I was like because uh, I'm I usually am hanging around him all day yeah. and I was suddenly just not there anymore yeah uh, I think Arthur gets like his he turns his nose up at me when I've gotten like four days of work in a row and he's like <laughs> yeah. wait what what you're leaving me again dude and yeah. I was like yeah sorry I, w- I want nothing more yeah. than to smoke See, weed you don't understand because you're pretty new to this situation but this is actually how it's supposed to go <laughs> yeah. in I'm an a- ideal world you're <laughs> never going to see me because I'm yeah. working full time on a TV show <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately until then your dad's going to be here <laughs> screaming into micro phones for hundreds of dollars a month <laughs> um but so and so that was a long stretch of unemployment when you came out because i will i will say i've been unemployed in new york mm-hmm. um as i've been broke unemployed like yeah. i'm fucked i'm collecting unemployment unemployment is like as much mo- when i first was working at, i wanted to switch from working as a pa to like getting into writing and acting and yeah. i met with like the woman who was the head writer of the time or the writing producer of best week ever and i had like such a and i was like obviously funny like i wasn't obvi- yet a writer or like one of the on town but i was like i was obviously funny and i was like oh i'd love to can you tell me give me some so she was like why do you want to be a writer on this show and i was like well I want to do things like I want to create 
comedy. And also it seems fun to be a writer as opposed to being a PA. And she's like, that's the wrong attitude. Oh. And she, I was like, okay. So then I talked to my friend. You hate a fucking <laughs> test like that. Like, oh, yeah. you failed the test. Yeah. What are you, also, what are you supposed to say? Yeah, well, what's, what's the right answer? Yeah. I need to change the world via best week ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing jokes for fucking Doug Benson to say <laughs> in reaction to clips of fucking bullshit. Look, too. I don't feel like people are really getting that it's the best week ever. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I just want everyone to know how great each week was. But I... I, I was like, oh, that sucks. And I talked to my friend Kevin. Uh, I'll shout out Kevin Marr. Um, he hosts of Kevin Geeks out in the tri-state area all around New York. He uh, he was a writer on the show. And I was like, he's like, I've been where you've been, man. They'll never think you're a writer until you, or like an actor until you leave. They're, you're just a PA to all of these people. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't leave a job. He's like, uh, do you know that New York State unemployment is $400 a week? I was like, it is? And he's like, what is your take home on your best week ever paycheck? I was like, 344 <laughs> He's like, you could get a raise (laughs) (laughs) and not work at all. I was like, huh? He's like, you have a freelance job. If you leave, you're technically, you can be unemployed. You paid for this. I was like, wait, how's that work? He's like, he, he like broke down all this advice for me. He's like, do it. You have six months. If you get some paychecks, you can bump it out further. If you get some Mm. freelance work. And I was like, Oh my God. And he's like, but the only thing you have to do is harness that time. If you cannot look back on your three months of unemployment and not have done anything, like that's the goal he said is like, even if it is watch all of the wire, yeah, like yeah. have something that you've been wanting to complete and now you can. So he's like, right. Like I wrote, I, I quit my job. I like started collecting unemployment. I started uh, going like ham at UCB. Like, mm. oh, I'm doing three indie shows this week. Or then I, me and my uh, old writing partner, Justin Tyler, we wrote a fu- uh, we wrote sketch shows together. I watched all of The Shield and all mm-hmm. of Twin Peaks. And I was like, oh my God, this. And then like time ran out like that. Eventually I was like, I want to make more money than that. And I started coaching and all. And it was such an amazing experience. I was like, oh, I needed six months off living in the city, yeah. uh, eating rice and beans from Bonita for two bucks. That was like a <laughs> clutch place right around the corner from my house. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, $2 rice and beans, please. Yeah, this is just making me miss New York. I know. <laughs> and New York is a great place to be unemployed in because there is no there is no schedule of the day. Right. And LA has that to a degree too. But the I, I just want to, the, the main point I'm trying to make, which I eventually make was then when me and my wife moved out here, um, I had all these contacts and like part-time little gigs and like coaching and teaching in, uh, in New York. But when we moved out here, I had nothing and, t- and my wife was working full-time, thank God. But for like the first nine months out here, I like wasn't getting anything going. I wasn't going on auditions. Yeah. I moved out here for that and it almost felt like no one knew and it was uh-huh. That unemployment time, where we could still afford it, because we have I, I had some money saved up, I had some good jobs. Yeah, yeah. We could still afford for me not to work, but I couldn't emotionally handle not working. It's cra- I don't know what it is. I think I do think that LA is a is a tougher place to be unemployed. I don't know what it is about. It's a because it's a lonelier place. I think. Yeah, everything. And you don't realize so much the more social out. the social. Um, things you get out of having a job like yeah i would be like going to an audition at 4 p.m and being like i haven't spoken out loud yet today <laughs> like i said goodbye to my wife and then talk to my dog God, I've, 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 i wonder what the latest like there has to be a day where i didn't say something like where like i went and saw a matinee movie at los Feliz three or something yeah. and <laughs> didn't say anything until i like 
you know, went to public house in order to drink like after that. Like <laughs> right. I probably didn't speak until seven thirty p.m. or something. Right. And you're like, oh, well, this feels Jesus weird. Christ, yeah. yeah. And so like, and that was that was a hard few. Thank and thank God. Like I tell all my friends that are moving out to L.A., I'm like, look, it's going to be hard because it's like. Yes, I was l- fortunate enough to land at UCB with some yeah. shows and a teaching gig, but even that is not like suffice enough to keep you alive. Like it's a, mentally, I, and- I did. Um, I I'm lucky in that. Uh, at, you know, I like I said, I was at Fallon for for over three years and was able to save up quite a bit. I think that you know, when you're m- making that money and you're at one of those shows. I feel like the the crew hates you. Uh, they just have like silent resentment against you because <laughs> because your union, you know, the, the guild mandates that we make a certain amount of money. Right. But I truly think that 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 the reason why we get that amount of money isn't so that we are like living large. It's so that we can like squirrel it away and, for these and for these because like, going to be the times when you're not time. working. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I that's I, like why residuals exist. Exactly. You're like, yeah. it, it would be brutal to be not working, watching material you made on TV and not getting paid for yeah. it. Like that's why and, there's all these structures. And so yeah. I'm I'm very thankful and glad to have those savings because I I the, God one of the um like true like swallow your pride moments. Uh, happened for me in like September. I w- I was like, I'm I'm going through these savings. I feel like I feel like I maybe need to apply for unemployment out here. And I did I did all the paperwork and everything. And I had a phone call with them, and they and they want to like contact your previous employer. And it's like I was like, oh, man, it's gonna be so embarrassing because I left I left there like so confidently like I'm going to LA guys yeah. catch you later right and then they got a call someone who you maybe never even interacted with over yeah, at the well, company yeah well no I, I said like okay if you if you call them call uh, my friend Arthur Arthur Meyer uh, hey oh, big fan of Arthur yeah Meyer, Arthur's but- great because uh, I was like it'll be it'll be less embarrassing if it's Arthur because we're friends and like and and I can I can give him I can give him a heads up beforehand like yeah. hey man this depressing thing's about to happen and so, he's he would be understandable <laughs> someone's basically about to call you and tell you that I'm <laughs> that I'm a failure uh, <laughs> but uh, so I guess that happened but um, the the fucking the claim got denied uh, because they said that I left uh, without cause and I wanted to be like. If you guys could have seen, like, if you could have seen yeah. what my disheveled look when I was coming into work in January, yeah, February, if I, like, you would, if I could, if uh, California state unemployment can understand um, <laughs> mental health, they yeah. would know that I needed, I needed that time off. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that's a bummer, but I also don't want to, I mean, I'm, I'm still fine and, uh, and uh, unfortunately for our careers, this is what I'm, I'm on like this is my first year making less money, I think than the previous year. Yeah. And it's like, I've been doing well for so, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Am I coming back to am I like, <laughs> it's not like I'm making an insane amount of money in that. Like, I'm like, wait, what if I keep going down? What if I ever slows down at what point? Like I, I keep making the joke that I used to be like a writer and actor and comedian. And mm-hmm. now accord, at least according to the government, I'm a podcast host. <laughs> like, and I'm <laughs> like, which I love, I love doing this job. I never looked at it as a job. And, but unfortunately yeah. until it's like the main form of your salary, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, well, new thing for those five star reviews guys. He, he also resents having to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like one of those things where all of a sudden I'm like, now I'm like, I was doing podcasts for fun for so long. Now I'm like, hey, uh, Mac Weldon, <laughs> let's talk, baby. <laughs> let's talk. Daddy needs another fucking taste. Let me get a couple of free I socks. Do. Like yeah. the more that I listen to these things, the more I'm like, 
man, I, it would be nice to be getting like free Mac Weldon stuff. Though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I got for. I, I could show you here. This, uh, this is all Mac Weldon. Oh, that's underwear. great. <laughs> yeah. Guys, he's showing me his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just vi- like a drawer full of dildos vibrating. Oh, uh, shut him off. <laughs> Welcome back, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> Um, so uh, you've been unemployed out here for a bit. So that's for a bit. Yeah. Uh, we, that's a re- uh, relatable experience. We both moved here and then were uncomfortably free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it like, it starts off being awesome. Like I was going on hikes with my dog and, and, uh, oh, I, I like, you can wear, go to I, the I, beach I, on a Wednesday. Oh yeah. It's great. <laughs> I, I learned to cook, um, I, which was, and I, I love it. Like I, I never made, I never made myself any meal in New York period. I never even like heated something up. I would, I would, I ate from a restaurant. I was living in East village and like, I happened, there happened to be like just tons of restaurants around there that I loved. And I would just like, I would eat food from a restaurant for every meal of the day or, you know, like working in 30 rock. Like there's, you know, like a Danish in a coffee. Yeah. Hale and Hardy was downstairs or whatever. Like all those like supremely mediocre places i know i i when i worked at vh1 cosi was in the oh uh, yeah and yeah. i ate fucking the free bread in line yeah, like every you, day uh, that was at uh, hudson street right 1633 before it moved oh, down to okay, 345 okay. gotcha yeah. yeah 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 i worked at 345 hudson for a little while um but yeah and so and so i never fucking made a meal for myself ever and here i've I've started to just really, and I'm a dork about it too. I I love doing it, and then I will fucking half my Instagram now is pictures of meals that I've made. That's because I'm so proud of it when I when I make it that I like will I take a picture of it like it's, uh, but I I I know now how to like I can fucking sear an ahi tuna steak or I can make mashed potatoes. Like, like I know I know it's, I know it's you said you went through a breakup earlier. You're creating yourself into a a, a more powerful partner. You've learned. Oh, to I cook. definitely. Yeah, look, I, I'm like, like, yeah, like. I know he's evolving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, I've started exercising. I eat healthy. Doing all, doing all the divorce line. dad stuff, yeah. but like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I went backpacking by myself. Uh, yeah, you know, you're like, you're having eat pray. Yeah, really, you know, I, yeah, I really, I, I got, I got in touch with me. You know, <laughs> I bought a pull up bar for my living room. <laughs> oh, God. God, that's next. <laughs> but that's oh, yeah, I'm making a note to myself to check Amazon for pull up bars. You know, that's like that's the move though. That's what you got to do with unemployment because like I talk to my wife about this a lot. When I'm when it's been a while, I can tell when I'm in like a funk about not working. Yeah, because I'm in, unable to do even the things that I'm afforded to do by having free time. Yeah. Where like my free time, if you're working. If you work two days a week, or you know, or you're getting work, you you work four weeks in a row. That one week off doesn't seem brutal. Yeah. But when you're like, like on d- week five of like, I had w- one day of work in the last five weeks, I feel myself losing the ability to even enjoy a, the days that are free. Yeah. There's I'm a like definite refreshing. Turn. You like, yeah. uh, it's like overindulging on anything. I think probably like it's yeah. like when you eat too much or something like that. You're like, uh, this started out really good, and now I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah, and it's like, and then someone's like, you know, we have to eat again tomorrow, and you're yeah. like, I don't want, I can't do it tomorrow. I'm definitely not like it's the post jerk off uh, feeling yeah. where you're like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. And the second you're done, you're like, oh my god, burn this whole fucking, <laughs> burn this whole house yeah, down. Yeah. I, what am I? I can't believe what time is it? Four p.m. Oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but like, it's so. I, and I'm my own worst enemy. I'm like refreshing. I'm like, 
just write. Just get to work on this thing you want to write. It's like, but I'm broke. But like, who knows? I'm not going to work again. And especially yeah. this time of the year is the time like we're recording this and like right after Thanksgiving. Um, this will come out in early December. But the business, like, there's nothing until like January 10th yeah, yeah. now. And I'm like, oh, I'm broke at the end of the year. Yeah, and you might I have well just like, like strap in for the holidays because <laughs> right? it's nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to eat our savings. <laughs> and, but, and it's so weird how that can get in your way. And then some days you're like, get a bunch of shit done the day before. Like, you're like, I got six pages done of the movie I'm writing. And then it's like the next day you're like, friends are like, hey, we're going to grab lunch. And you're like, sick. I could, I can like welcome myself outdoor. Like there's yeah, just some, yeah. it's such a, it's not for everyone. The freelance life, the life that comes with guaranteed unemployment is not for everyone. You have to want to hustle and be comfortable with constant rejection oh man tears pouring down my face. <laughs> no i uh, yeah uh i part i would say like i would say the latter part of my summer was spent throwing myself back into the like packet writing ring uh which is, was a whole other thing because i when you when you have worked a job like like fallon for uh that for a long amount of time like and, and you left over your own accord and you, and, and I have, you know, I have two reels of, of material that I made that are both like nine minutes long. It's like, yeah. I, 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 you know, you kind of, you, you want to say to yourself, like, haven't I earned, like, aren't I above the, the like rat race of having to submit those packets and like yeah. having to like start doing it again was, uh, it's, it's a brutal, brutal fucking existence. Any, anybody who's listening to this, who is, who is uh, trying to get hired on our show and is writing packets knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's oh fuck yeah, fucking! Uh, I have so many Word files and PDFs on my computer that I had to create for one person to say no to. Yeah, and it's like it's humiliating. It's like nothing is repeatable. Nothing is no, like no, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and maybe you have some where you just like find and replace the words Conan yeah. with like yeah. James or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes you don't even have to do that. If it's two Jimmy jobs, you could just keep just keep it exactly the same. Uh, but no, I, so that's really funny. You're like, I'm trying to get hired on Kimmel. It's like it would just be like that was me when I first like when I was going through it. I'm not even like a joke writer, or I, I don't even think I could handle like the workload of a late night writing. Like I I think I'm could tell stories better than I could do late night writing. But when I saw how close Corden is to my house, I was like, I was like, should I ask yeah. my agent if I can submit for court and I'm like don't pick a job you think you for might the, not like the... or enjoy just for the commute <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but it felt it sounded good in the moment and I had some friends over there and I was like oh it could be fun like walk to work hang out with some friends get, yeah. make some money but then it's also one of those things where it's like you forget like you're like yeah I'm deserving like you talking about packet writing reminds me of like I hosted like five shitty shows in a row, mm -hmm. like pilots and or like one season shows. And I never wanted to be a host, but it was something I ended up like, and it's like adjacent to comedy. You get to be funny and it's really fun. But then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got to try to do. And then like two years go by and I'm like, I would fucking kill for another <laughs> Santa Claus reality show on true TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it's, and it's humiliating. Cause I'm, it's like the same thing where it's like, I guess I'm going to go crawling back. Like, yeah. Uh, like following up with my manager being like, Hey, actually contact those guys. Yeah, you want me, me to like, the non-union $800 <laughs> to like, let a guy fucking hit a golf ball out of your mouth. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and the the closer you get on those things, the the more frustrated it is because some of those, uh, 
some of those packets for some of like the the newsy type uh shows like like the daily show and 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 Sam B and stuff like that you're right you're you're talking about like a like a 8 or 9 page packet and then if you make it to the second round you got to do that same thing again but in 24 hours it's it's no fucking joke it's and- crazy and i understand that they need some sort of like uh, gatekeeping to be like they actually this person can handle working on our mm-hmm. show but some of them feels like uh like this is a little much like this is like it, it is can't, yeah i mean i i've never uh submitted to be a writer on the daily show but i've submitted to be a correspondent mm-hmm. and you have to do one that they send you and then you have to like create your own yeah and like that's a lot of like i mean that's like the snl audition i guess is like you have to do all the characters and write like that's like a lot of material like to come up with specifically like doing characters that I've done before is one thing but like here's my take on Obama's uh, coffee salute <laughs> you can tell when I auditioned <laughs> <laughs> well you know John Stewart <laughs> that's how you know when I when I audition um, but yeah it's one of those things where and then that material is like you do it you get closer yeah oh it, also the, like just like the more it the closer you get, and then not getting it, the more it fucking just breaks your heart and well, knocks you back down again. And I know, I think I know why is because you, uh, I, I've did, I did this exact, I did this exact run on a, uh, uh, and I'm going to use the shows ex- as an example because they kind of piss me off a little bit. <laughs> me and my writing partner, uh, were like, uh, hey, um, our manager contact is like the show Brickleberry wants to hire writers they read your submission and they love it they and we're like brickleberry what bullshit what bullshit and he's like well take we're like we don't want to write on brickleberry and it's like we don't have writing jobs so we're like but like it would be cool working and then all of a sudden like they're like we'll have a skype meeting with the guys anyway we have a skype meeting with the guys that created they seem like nice guys we're like oh yeah and then like over the course of like the next week over text message, we convince ourselves that we like really want the job. Like, you know, like you talk yourself into it where all of a sudden you're like, they're pretty fun. I was like, that could be really cool. Also, like maybe they'll let let us do a voice on an episode. And that's like another little fun foray. And it's like, plus who cares if the show's not good? We can like really just like learn how an animation room works. And we, and then we've completely built it up. And then we, then we don't get the job (laughs) and we're so pissed. And we're calling these guys by name over text. Like, you know, like fuck, these motherfuckers yeah. how dare they and then we use brickleberries an inside joke for an entire year we're uh, just like oh brickle oh we got brickleberried out yeah, there yeah. we're like i can't believe we wanted that show the you next I, they get announced for season three and our manager contacts us <laughs> uh brickleberries interested again we were like you we just had, start all over yeah, again we spent the oh full year God. shitting on them and they were we were like well cool send them our new sample yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was so upset with my Also, I have some podcasts that I need to delete. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that will be what I have to do. Like, I'll eventually... You'll just Is know... Is I- still on? <laughs> yeah, They're going to come so. back around to you again. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and I would kill to write on Brickleberry. I'm not... I'm no exaggeration. Um, I feel like if I ever got, like, a real deal job, like, if eventually it was, like, a, this new Fox show starring John yeah. Gabris, I would have to delete... <laughs> my Twitter, my Instagram, all every podcast I've ever been on. It's like I'm gonna get fired the second I get hired for something. Yeah, I've already been wondering like, have I said too much about this show or that show? Uh, <laughs> no, you but, didn't. Like, you had nothing to. Oh yeah, you mean on not on this podcast? Yeah, okay. you've been fine. Yeah. Um, what are some other things you were doing with your like? How how are you coping with your unemployment? 
Like, do you, do you still set yourself a schedule? Do you set your alarm? That's like a good unemployment question. Yeah, I, I, or is I your dog your new alarm? I didn't realize now. until like like halfway through the summer. I was like, I and I, I, I like told my therapist i was like i should start setting a schedule she's like yeah did you were you not <laughs> like, yeah no i uh yeah yeah it was the whole time yeah i just mentioned i continue right because uh, when i first went on unemployment in new york i was uh sleeping uh the average times i was sleep sleeping was 4 a.m to like mm-hmm. 1 p.m <laughs> and it's yeah. like you can't live like that no i started i started having just the weirdest i would wake up at 4 a.m and then i would be like i should get back to sleep and then i just ended up the East Coast was already up, so I'd start looking at like fucking what was happening, like the news that was Oof. happening on the East Coast, and and then I wouldn't end up getting back to sleep until like you know nine or ten, and then wake up again at noon. It was like God, I, I, uh, I've I've spent so much time and money at the Vista and Los Feliz Three. They were oh, they man. were they were my you know they were that was where I would I would spend. Uh, way too much of my time. Yeah, I would see I like two every... matinees a week. Like I would just be like, I guess so I'm gonna see this movies. movie, dude. I saw, <laughs> I saw Despicable Me three two times. I'm pretty sure. I'm not invested in the Despicable Me franchise. <laughs> I have not seen the first or second Despicable Me's. There's no reason for me to have seen that movie even once. But there is something comfort like so that makes me. Uh, I can relate to you more on this. Like that. I like just the experience of going to the theater. Like it doesn't even have oh, to be. Oh yeah, yeah like, I mean so that's I, what obviously it sounds like. You don't. You didn't like, need to, like I, I overindulge, but in- but like I do love going to those movies. And, I, and and like if you're working and you're on a hiatus or something, and you go to see a matinee at one of those theaters in like the middle of the day, that's a fantastic experience. But right. like when you're doing it, like when you were, it's like, your I've third movie Wednesday this week, ten a.m. movie, you start to yeah. know the name of the guy at the box office. Yeah. Like, hey, Ted, yeah, I'll do yeah, one, yeah, just one again. Uh, yeah, I work nights. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like I haven't, I haven't coached improv or waited tables or tempt in like seven years, eight years, and that is, to me, what is successful. Um, not having to have a day job, but, like, in the last, like, three months, I've been, like, fantasizing about a bartending shift. <laughs> and it's like, that's... Uh, my whole life has changed, where my wife is like, you don't want to do that. You you, you don't want to be up late. The, the job's going to suck once you start doing it. Like, you're going to hate it. And I'm like, but if I just had, like, one night a week where I brought home a couple hundred bucks cash, like, because I used to be a bartender, in New York, and I was like, oh, I could, like... I would like could live off that money and then like wouldn't be so stressed about the one audition I get every 10 days or whatever. And it's like I'm fantasizing about just like a a, a good day job. Like that's where I've gotten to in life where it's like shit, man. What if I had one of those like remember when you would hear about like when you were back in the day, like someone when you're first starting out in the business, like. You meet someone, they're like, oh, yeah, do you want to rehearse at, like, 3 o'clock? Or you want to shoot this sketch at 3 o'clock? And they're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm unemployed, and I'm scraping by. It's like, oh, I'm like uh, I, I'm like this uh, hedge fund manager's assistant, and I get 65 grand a year plus uh, benefits. But they kind of, like, understand that I'm an actress, and they, like, mm-hmm. let me leave. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, I wish I had one of those for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have three days off to go shoot fucking uh, the substitute on MTV? <laughs> um, what are? Do you have any like? So now, now you now you set an alarm. Now you yeah, have a schedule. Now, what, now you, what does an unemployed and, day look like for you? Uh, I mean, it's like it's getting up. Uh, thankfully, like having the dog is like that. I need to get up to walk him 
uh, well, that'll that's make a you nice, like that'll make you not a shut in and also get you talking, if not in complete gibberish or songs to the, your dog that you. But yeah, at yeah, least you're like also, interacting I, with a being. <laughs> yeah, and now and now I know like every every fucking person who owns a dog in the in like a six block radius. Oh, uh, same here. And I like stand outside with my dog and smoke joints in front of my house. Yeah. So everyone in the building, I'm like this character. Like, <laughs> they're like, hey, Jan. I'm like, whoa, hey. I, like I only maybe, know dogs' names, not the owners, yeah, right? Oh, of course. And I like maybe three of them out of 70 of them. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, you say something like, George's mom is blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's like, mom. <laughs> uh... But yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of checking in with my agents, uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of like answering emails and stuff. I do uh, some f- like freelancing stuff uh, for Funny or Die, uh, like pitching these these sketch ideas a couple times a week. Um, so you have like a little baseline work that you could get done. Yeah, every day. it's it, you know it's it's something. And do you uh, dedicate like? You're like, uh, you know, like noon to three today. I'm writing. Do you do stuff like that? Or I like- need to more. Um, that's another like, yeah, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. I, 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 I should be because I have. So I have that that uh, pilot that's been kicking around as a sample, and then, but I have like, I have another idea for another one, and I have an idea for a feature. If I so there's d- things that I have in the tank that I need to be. I should be using right now to write. I mean, right. I have an animated show idea. Instead, so, you're smashing tall boys. And yeah, yeah. Cutting it up on High and Mighty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dri- <laughs> driving to West Hollywood at 11 a.m. Showing up early. <laughs> no, dude, that's great. That's yeah. uh, I was into it. I happened to be here. I'm like, let's get fucking cracking, dude. Um, I that's. I think that I need to have like a productivity expert on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Here's two things I need to do in the next like year of my life is I need to get a productivity expert to explain to me like here's yeah just please t- get that person tell me on what so I'm that I doing can listen wrong. to that episode yeah, just tell me what I'm doing wrong and then separately I think I need a therapist which is probably going to be help more helpful than a productivity yeah. expert <laughs> I uh cause I like want to do all these things I talk about like I want yeah. to like if I could set my alarm for 7 in the morning get to the gym by 8 be home by 9.30 yeah. showered coffeeed up 10am and then I sit at my computer and I write from 10 yeah. until lunch then I have lunch and then I'm free for the rest of the day if I could just do that mm-hmm. and I can't even get to myself to get there I, the gym totally fell off for me I, I was doing it the first few months when I came out here uh, and I'm just like yeah I, the only the only exercise I get is walking my dog and right now the, it's one of those things too like the next next time you have a job for like 9 months you're like why didn't I exercise? Yeah, I, I, like, I could have, I could have gotten, I could have gotten completely ripped, like hilariously ripped, like more ripped than any comedy writer should be. Right. It would have been like a fun bit. I would have shown up to work. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like uh, you either got to do that, or eventually in year two of your stressful writing job is like I get up at five and yeah. I go lift weights and I'm at yeah, the office yeah, yeah. by whatever. You're like that's the terrifying thing too. Uh, I uh, I worked punch up on something like. Uh, about a month or so ago for like a, a TBS show. And it was really fun. It was like a super fun room. They packed it out with like a bunch of, uh, a bunch of friends of mine who, uh, like Sean O'Connor was in there. Uh, Jess yeah. Dweck. I don't know if you know her. Yes. Um, and, uh, uh, Travis Helwig and, and a bunch of other people. And like, it was like a real, like, 
And I didn't want to like tell anybody in there, but that was like the first day of work that I had had in like months. And it was like, and I was like, so I was just like really fucking happy to be anywhere. And so, right, like, right. And so, but it made me like really productive in that, like, I was throwing out more stuff because I, I had like months of stuff like stored up. And so yeah. there's all this energy. And I'm like, and it was like a, like a super fun day, but it was like, and then, so then that same kind of thing carried over. Like I said, I, uh, got hired on this, this pilot, um, uh, which I, I ju- which yeah. I just finished. Um, yeah. And, and going in there, I was so eager and so hungry from, you know, not having done this stuff, uh, and just really wanting to work and like create and make stuff and just make, just make somebody laugh. Um, that like, it, it actually made me like, uh, it made me better in the room. I was, I was, a, I was an overachiever in that room and, and like got along great with the host. And, and, um, if it gets, if it gets picked up, I think it'll be uh, like a super fun project to work on. But like the producers started like trusting me for, I also had like, I, I also had a lot of late night experience going into it, which I think helped a lot. Right. But, um, yeah, just like being like super fucking eager to make something again, I think made me, it made me great at it. And, oh, see, that's so cool. Yeah. I yeah. feel the same way. Like if I get a job and it's like five days in a row by the fifth day, like I just like, even a job I didn't love, like I, I, I like wrote copy for a game show host mm-hmm. for the game, a show on the game show network. And I was like, um, even I didn't even love the job. It wasn't exactly my wheelhouse. It wasn't really comedy, but it was enough and it was a payday and it was going to a new job every day for uh, like 11 days with new people. Mm-hmm. And in those 10 days, like I had like best sleep of my life i would like get up on time i'd be like oh shit if i wake up a half hour earlier i can go for a run before i go and then i'm like eating healthy like avoiding stuff at crafty i'm like oh my god like i maybe this is what i do need to save my life and yeah. i'm like not to put any more pressure on getting a job but is this the only thing that's going to keep me alive as <laughs> yeah, there's not nothing gets you going like a uh, purpose right yeah, it turns <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought like and now i was like oh my god is the only way i'm gonna like i i think i need like regimen in that way like i need like scheduling and i just w- refuse to do it to there's like i, I set my life- i can't stick with it is the thing i'll start i it's, it's just like going to the gym or something I, i'll start with the best intentions and i'll just like slowly drift off of it as like you know <sighs> i recorded last week's episode a while ago so forgive me if this story if i told this on or off mic last week but like for a while, I was working out at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. at with some buds and uh, being back home and showered and ready by like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I never felt like that physically good. And I wasn't even like back in shape. Yeah, I had just worked out for like three weeks in a row, and every one of those days that I worked out, like I couldn't see a difference, but I felt fundamentally better like i got i was more productive my shitting was like reasonable <laughs> i ate better i like slept better everything I, I i felt i was like oh i i'm back from the gym i'm energized and i was like oh my god i had this like harsh reality where I'm like i'm 35 years old and i'm like i think i need to exercise in the morning in order to be successful at life yeah and then I haven't been able to do it again. Like, like it isn't. That's what's wrong with me is that like yeah, I yeah. even know I'm like I would be truly better off if I could do this thing. And it's not like I'm like. And then I barely get to the gym. Instead, yeah. I just I, I've gone like five weeks without going, and I'm like, I just remember how good you like. And I I <laughs> that's did the thing. It. It's right there. I know exactly what I need to do, and it's so easy. It's and like it's so easy. Drink and it's less. Necessary. And, yeah. Like it's like you don't realize how like oh my god. It's like. 
as you keep getting older and older, it's like people are, you know, like old people, your fr- friends with you, are like they get into their 40s or their 50s and they're talking to you and you're like, yeah, no. And it's like all of a sudden you're talking to like people who are 10 years older than you who are in better shape and have their lives. Like, and like, what are you doing? It's like, I just realized I have to run every day or mm. else I fuck, I'm going to die. And you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> so I know what I need to do. Yeah. And I can't even do like, and I think that's what the part of me, like, I think when I say I need a productivity expert is like what I need is a therapist to be like, <laughs> here's why you're not going to the fucking gym, dude. You have a block about be- use about being an ex athlete. I'm now I'm just therapizing, my- <laughs> therapizing myself. You I mean, a- it's a, I, I, uh, I talked to a therapist. Uh, she's back in New York. I, I think she's, she's fantastic or else I would have started seeing somebody out here. Um, and she already knows all my shit. So I don't want to start all over again with right, somebody right. else. Uh, but even she, I mean, she can only tell me that I should be doing it. She said, I, I need a therapist who will also like make me do it. Yeah. I need a therapist who's like, Hey, I was at the gym this morning. Didn't see you there. Yeah, yeah. Or like, Hey, uh, you owe me six pages on that, uh, animated feature, uh, by tomorrow. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> that is the, I think setting, uh, I think the people that I know who I feel like have it most figured out do set like page deadlines for themselves and it does seem the part of me there's part of me that like wants to it say it seems like, non fucking right? arbitrary or like oh so you're just gonna make sure you shit out like six pages of something like but you do need to you do need to fucking write so like at the end of the week 30 pages of shit is better than yeah and you can a, always a that's the thing page, is like yeah. and, and it, it's an instinct of mine that i have to fight is that i want it to come out right the first time but you have to kind of get you have to kind of become okay with the fact that you can always change those 30 pages if they are shit. Like you right. can go back and you can, yeah. And I, I, as a matter of fact, even if you crush it 30 pages perfectly uh, as you wanted to, someone's going to tell you what you need to change. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, oh, this, just get comfortable with no having to change. Right, yeah. <laughs> people, people who know less about what you're doing than, than you do will tell you that there's several problems with it. Even if and you, you have to like, listen to them because they're the yeah. only people that can get you the thing. Yeah. 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 It's the only, only job where the people who don't do your job decide if you are good enough to do your job. Absolutely. Like it's not, imagine like <laughs> yeah, right. you were wanting to be a firefighter and it's like, Oh, who, who does the firefighter test? It's like a guy who wanted to be a firefighter growing <laughs> up, but couldn't ha- hack it. So now he's a firefighter teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, he's uh, the f- like, like, so what does he do? He's never been a firefighter. Yeah, but he has a good idea of what you need to like. Oh, so fuck funny. This. Yeah. It's also like, have you ever have you ever followed an agent or manager on like Twitter or something and seen what they think is funny? Like oh, what? Yeah. God, you don't. I mean, and yet somehow they are like the tastemakers for right. the entire. It, yeah, it's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird thing. Like <laughs> anyway, not my agents. They're great. Super yeah. hilarious guys. Yeah, not my agents. Not that they listen to this podcast <laughs> or know I have a podcast or know my phone number. <laughs> So, <laughs> no stress, UTA. Just hanging out. <laughs> I'm here. Phone is not even on airplane <laughs> mode. No one's contacting me. <laughs> um, uh, well, hopefully we can ha- uh, have another episode where we discuss being employed. I mean, we kind yeah, of yeah. unemployment. I mean, you can't talk about unemployment without being. It does I, feel like, and I'm, it feels like I'm on the. It feels like not to sound too optimistic or anything, but it sounds like. I'm closer to to being fine than I was earlier this year. Yeah, so. I told I told I told anyone who move, all my friends who move out of here, I'm like, just don't expect anything to happen for like nine to twelve months. Like you have to kind of like, yeah, it's 
LA, at least in my mind, has been better off than New York for uh, work in this entertainment comedy world. But you kind of have to take three steps back to be able to start taking steps forward again. Right. So, and I just, no one in my head, I was like coming out here, like all of my friends happen to be people who moved out here and then got like very successful, not because they moved to LA, but mm. because they were ready to anyway. But in my head, I was like, well, if I moved to LA, I'm going to be on happy endings for three seasons. <laughs> you know? and it's like, wait, it doesn't work like that. Oh, Adam Pally's actually market, markedly better at this than I am. I'm okay, now fair. imagining the entirety of happy endings with you as Max instead. <laughs> yeah, it's the gay man. Hey, the fat jokes would have made sense. I hated that my, uh, my, my most in shape, good looking friend was on TV. Being <laughs> called the fat one and i was like well i'll never make it in hollywood <laughs> like if, if adam valley is getting fat jokes on his show i who if i walked into the same cafe what would they say they would go like holy shit this fucking guy we gotta help him he's something wrong with him. uh what we should just also end before we end is like we understand like this was the first world uh, oh, absolutely. Problems. 100%. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I just want to be let everyone know, as you can and tell we, on this podcast. we both understand <laughs> yeah. this. When, when we, I have people on to talk about our favorite foods, we, we don't have to say like a blanket thing of like, and we understand people in the world don't have any yeah. food, so we shouldn't shit on french fries. But we sh- like uh, unemployment sucks. This I agree. This is one straight white guy's experience. <laughs> yeah, this in is. LA. <laughs> and it and this unemployment is specifically after a couple of years of, of yeah, good employment. Yeah. yeah, but we understand unemployment sucks. But harness it. Get shit done. Uh, set your alarm. Get a dog. Uh, learn to cook. Start doing chin ups. Watch yeah. all of the wire. Skip Treme. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Treme a lot. <laughs> Um, but Chase, where can people find you on uh, Twitter? If they want to tweet at us, unemployment hacks, or if you are a development exec looking to get oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. you're listening to this podcast <laughs> as a development exec, what the fuck? How come you haven't called me yet? I have like 150 episodes. I also love imagining a development exec where like this this is what he was waiting to hear. Like, yeah, he, oh, I these guys really have it. <laughs> I guess I never thought of them as uh, this guy's comedic talent. I just assumed. <laughs> uh, I'm at... Uh, at at Chase Mitt, uh, One C-H-A-S-M-I-T, right? yeah. Yeah, and uh, so tweet at us if you guys have any unemployment advice. Anything else you want to plug, Chase? You got anything? Uh, that'll be it, yeah. I'm waiting to hear about this one thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, it is funny. To, uh, I've been unemployed that... for nine months. You got anything to plug? Hey, asshole. <laughs> you know the answer is no. <laughs> That's the phrase that I've probably said the most that makes me the most bummed out. I'm waiting to hear about this one thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, uh, you know, there could be... there. Talk to me in about a month. There could be something very cool. That oh, yeah. Be. Like uh, parents and in-laws really remind you of how brutal yeah, that yeah. is when they're like, hey, didn't you say last week that there was like that really promising thing that <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, could yeah. turn your whole life around? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what ended up happening with it? I was like, uh, don't worry. About it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody there died, actually. If uh, I'm answering they're... honestly, they went <laughs> ethnic. <laughs> Um, guys, as always, shitheads, thanks for listening. Rate me five stars. Roast me in the comments. You could have your uh, roast read out loud. Um, Gabrus.com slash shirts for shirts. And then just much like Chase, um, come back in like a month and I think I'll have some, I think I'll have some more stuff to plug. <laughs> I fucking hope so. It's like New Year's Eve. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.